You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. The importance of rest. I am learning right now. I, have a, I had a Noah who's four years old and has been sleeping through the night for many, many, many years now. I now have a two-year-old. Was that four? Did I go close? Close enough? I now have a less than two-week-old uh, who does not like to sleep that we are learning all over again. And through these last two weeks, I feel like God has been telling me the importance of rest. When the baby sleeps, you sleep. And I want to talk about rest today in our own lives. The scripture that we're going to talk about is Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. We're going to start in 28 and then read the rest of them later on in the sermon. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Matthew chapter 11, the verse, verse, verse 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord be with them up there. <laughs> or whatever child that was. I will give you rest. Jesus makes a definitive statement right there. He draws a line in the sand. He says, I will be the one that gives you rest. Now, maybe you don't know if you qualify for that rest. So he says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. That word labor in the Greek, kopio, K-O-P-I-A-O, K-O-P-I-A-O, means to grow weary, tired, exhausted, with toil or burdens or grief. It means to labor with wearisome effort, to toil with bodily labor. To grow weary, tired, exhausted. Is that where you're at today in your life? Are you mentally drained? Are you physically drained? Are you weary? Are you tired of working and striving to do the same thing and get the same results? I'm trying to get better in my life. I'm trying to make a step higher in my life. I'm trying to leave some friends or relationships before. I'm trying to get a job. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. But it seems to never work out for me. And I'm just tired of waking up and having to deal with the same thing over and over and over again. Maybe that's not you. Maybe this qualifies. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. That word heavy laden is fortzizo. P-H-O-R-T-I-Z-O. P-H-O-R-T-I-Z-O. It means to place a burden upon, to load. The metaphor is to load one with a burden. Has someone placed a burden upon you? Maybe it's a spouse that's placed a burden upon you. Expectations that you know you can't meet. You've tried to meet for all these years. They expect you to do this. They expect you to do that. Maybe it's a relationship with your children with your job, with whatever, that there's a burden that has been placed upon you, maybe by your own doing, or maybe if you're no non-doing at all. Somebody else has come into your life and put this burden on you that you say, "I, I can't even carry this. You expect me to do this. You want me to do this. and I just can't do it anymore. Jesus says in this scripture right here, come to me. If you're experiencing tiredness, weariness, if you're burdened, and Jesus makes a statement, I will give you rest. 
All you have to do is come to Him, call upon His name, draw near to Him. The Scripture says, draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. It's all you have to do. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. That word, rest, not even going to try to do it, A-N-A-P-A-U-O, A-N-A-P-A-U-O, to cause or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect his strength. To give rest, to refresh, to give one set rest, to take rest, to keep quiet, to calm, patient expectation. I love that first definition of rest. This is what Jesus wants to bring to you. He wants to cause or permit you to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect your strength. That's something that I need right now, but with a baby, you, you kind of handcuffed to it. Hey, baby, can, can you stop crying? Can you just go to sleep for an hour, just, just 30 minutes maybe, so I can collect my own strength? Can I can collect my own rest? No, no, no. That's not how the baby works. It's not how the toddler works. But with Jesus, that's how it works. He says, come to me. All you who are heavy laden, laboring, and I will give you rest. I want to take on that burden. I want to take that on from you so that you can collect your strength, so that you can be refreshed, so that you can have the strength to keep going on, to keep moving, to keep growing. So Jesus says this back in Matthew. Jesus dies on the cross. He goes up into heaven. So what is Jesus doing right now? What's Jesus got going on in his life? Is he busy? Is he running around? Has he got things going? Let's see. Let's see how our big brother is resting. In Romans 8.29, it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. This says right here, Jesus is my big brother. He's my big brother. I have an older brother. He's a year older than me. If you have, if you're the younger siblings, you always want to be like your big brother. You always want to follow after them in their footsteps. You always want to follow them and do what they're doing. So we're going to see how our big brother today is resting so that we can formulate a pattern to do that in our own lives. Hebrews chapter 10, we'll start in verse 11. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. So, this very first scripture, we see the toil and the frustration of mankind in the Old Covenant. That these priests stood there all day from sunup to sundown as the Israelites would bring their different animals to atone for the sins that they committed. You brought a turtle dove, a pigeon, a goat, a sheep, cow, a bull. They would cut and the blood would flow all day, day after day, toiling and toiling and toiling. And this scripture says in Hebrews, in verse 11, it can never take away the sins. 
If you read in Isaiah chapter 1, I believe it's verse 11, the Lord speaks to Isaiah and to the people, and he says that he's tired of the blood sacrifices. He's tired of the bulls and goats. He's tired of the smell of it all the way back in Isaiah. So I'm done with these animal sacrifices. I was up on a mountain. I told Moses to bring all the people up to the mountain. Let's fellowship together. Let's worship together. Let's do all these things. And the Israelites said, no, no, no. You go up there, get a set of rules, and we'll follow whatever he has to say. God says, okay, I'll appease that. Here's the Ten Commandments. And oh, by the way, here's a million more things to follow that you'll never be able to follow. And then as they started doing that and falling into that pattern, they said, we want a king. God says, I'm, I'm your king. I thought I was a pretty good king. Brought you out of the promised land, killed a bunch of people, did all these things. No, 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 we want a king like everybody else. God says, okay, here you go, here's a king. And you see, there's a scripture that, that we sometimes hang our hat on and use as an excuse or has been taught in a negative way in Isaiah 55, it says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And we in the church have sometimes used that scripture as a way to either push God against us. Well, I prayed for healing. I didn't get it. His thoughts are higher than my way. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than mine. Well, I prayed for this. I believe for that. I did that. Well, his thoughts are higher. It, that can't be the right way that God is. But we at the church, or we, we've used this as an excuse. Because Jesus says, who's also God, knock, the door will be open. Seek, and you shall find. Ask, and it will be given to you. It can't, that can't be the, the same God. I can't go knock on Jesus' door, and then God show up and be like, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, come back later. Wait, that's, that's not the answer I was looking for. I'm asking for this. I'm asking for this. No, my ways are higher than your ways. God has thoughts higher than our thoughts because we think so lowly of ourselves. God's thoughts and ways are so much higher than ours because he sees the big picture. He sees the plan. He sees the movements and the things that he's already got planned. The Israelites said, we want a king. We want a king. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I'm your king. Let me be your king. I want to have a relationship with you. No, we want rules. We want laws. And they give them the rules and laws. And what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 11 is that burden, that yoke that's upon them is the rules and the laws that the Pharisees have put on the people. Jesus says, rest on the Sabbath. That's the law. Take the Sabbath and rest. The Pharisees showed up and said, you better not carry that book too far. If your goat falls in a well, no, 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 can't pull the goat up. You better not cook. You better not do this. You better not do that. You better not do this. When we take our thoughts, look at how we just spin it all over. But look at God's thoughts and ways as we finish Hebrews chapter 11. And every Hebrews chapter 10, and every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never be taken away. That was our thoughts. But here's God's thoughts being so much higher than our thoughts. But this man, 
Praise God for this man. After he had offered one sacrifice, this is God's thoughts. This is God's way. Been offering bulls and goats for years and years, days after days, over and over again. Here's my thought that's higher than your thought. I'm going to offer one sacrifice for sins forever. And then it says, Jesus sat down at the right hand of God from that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Verse 14, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. That is why his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It's not a negative thing. It's been preached a negative way. No, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways because he has better thoughts and plans for us. He says, you've been killing goat after goat after pig after pig. Well, they can't eat pigs, but bulls after bulls, all those things. He said, but my thought... I'm going to, my son, he's going to die once and it's going to take care of the sins of a humanity forever. Whoo. All right, God. Now I'm interested in your thoughts. Now I'm interested in your ways because as I get closer to you, my thoughts are, how can I be more like Jesus? How can I be closer in my relationship with God? How can, I, how can I see you move in this church? How can I see you move in this community? And I've got these thoughts. I've got these ideas. How can we do this with the church? How can we do this with that and this in my life and that? But his thoughts are so much higher. And as I tap into his thoughts and his ways, he elevates me. He brings me up from glory to glory to glory. And he says, yeah, yeah, I love what you're thinking about doing this. But have you thought about this? That's a great idea. Let's do this. Have you thought about this way? You've been traveling this way, but have you thought about just taking a step here, putting this down, stopping doing this, changing this relationship, changing the way you talk, changing the way you think, doing this? Oh, wow, your way is so much better, my life, which helps you in your rest. Let's see how Jesus is resting. Ephesians 1, chapter 20 through 22. Ephesians 1, 20 through 22. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So at this moment, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is sitting down, which is just in him seating is far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Psalms 110.1, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. 1 Corinthians 15.25, for he being Jesus must reign till he has put all enemies under His feet. Jesus came out of that grave and destroyed death, hell, and the grave. Took over the authority, took over the keys, took over all those things, and then freely gave them to his people. But bad things still happen on this earth. Still destruction, there's still evil because there's still... That dumb little devil walking around seeking whom he may devour, looking to still kill and destroy, and he's still running around. But there's going to be a time, sooner than later, I believe, prayerfully, Jesus is going to return, and he's going to throw that dumb devil and those dumb demons and totally eradicate evil 
He's already eradicated it. He's already given you the victory. But there's going to be a time and a place where he marches that scrawny, worthless little devil past us. And it says in the scriptures, everybody's going to look at him and say, is he the one who tried to rule the nations? Is he the one? But at this point in this time period, Jesus is posted up in heaven, feet kicked up, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Not a care in the world, not worried about what's going on, just watching, praying, interceding, standing in the gap, mediating for his church. And if this is the position that my older brother, my firstborn brother, is sitting in right now, then who am I when it comes to issues in my life? I missed it too. I'll preach it again. It's okay. I'll I'll get you saved, Siri. (laughs) Who am I when I'm heavy laden, when I'm burdened, when I'm weighed down, when I'm tired, when I'm exhausted? I I need to find this position right here and rest. He says, come unto me all, all, at any point in time. It doesn't matter how big or small the issue is in your life. He says, I'll give you rest. Come and prop your feet up. Let your enemies be your footstool and rest with Jesus. Because this is what he's doing, hanging out in heaven, praying and interceding. God, I see him down there. I was down there once, God. I don't know if you remember, but I went through. It says in the scriptures, he went through everything that you went through, tempted and tested just like you, except he didn't sin. He says, I know the emotions. I know the pain. I know the pain of death. I know the pain of sickness. I know the pain of hurt. I know the pain of being rejected. I know the pain of that. Be with him, Father. And all the while, just got his feet propped up, kicked back, sipping on an angel smoothie, enjoying life. The position that my big brother is in, if that's the position that he's in, that's the position that we need to be in. So how? How should we rest? Jesus is resting. We're told to rest by spending time with him. How how should we rest? Well, let's keep reading Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 through 30. He says, come unto me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Here's the key. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is easy is light. Now in the context of this scripture, he's talking about the burden of the old covenant and the law that the Pharisees had put upon the people. That's what he's talking about right here. But we in modern day right here can expand that because we're no longer under the old covenant. We're no longer under the law. We have things that are going on in our lives and he's saying, you know what? Take my, take my yoke upon me. Take this new covenant upon me the one that I paid for. Put that new covenant in your life. Apply it to your life. The rest, the love, the peace, the joy, all the things that come with that new covenant, the salvation, the healing, the restoration, take that upon your life. Because we read that sometimes and we think, well, I'm already burdened. Why do I want to put a yoke on me? No, no, no. He's saying put that on him. And look, it says, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly, in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
in order to learn from somebody, you got to get close to them. You got to spend time with them. I learned very quickly in college that when I didn't go to class, I didn't learn anything and I made bad grades. Well, <laughs> hopefully you learn that sooner than later. Colleges, if you get to the later part, they'll just kick you out. They, but you've got to be close to the teacher. You've got to be close to be able to learn. I've got to sit in class to be able to listen. How am I supposed to learn about American history from 1800 to 1900 if I'm never in class? If you're learning a skill or a trade, if you're learning how to be an electrician, a plumber, work on a car, you've got to put your hands on the car. You've got to get close to it. This is what Jesus is telling us. Come unto me. Listen to the verbiage that he's saying. This is not a God who is trying to push you away. This is not a God who is disgusted with who you are and what you're doing and what you haven't done. Well, you haven't read your Bible, haven't been to church in a while, haven't done this, haven't done that, or you've been doing that way too much. You need to stop doing that. No, no, no. Listen to the verbiage of God speaking to you today. Come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hear God as he's calling you today. As he's bringing you closer to him. As he's wanting a relationship with you. As he's wanting to help you through whatever you're going through. In Psalms. 46 verse 10, very simple but something very hard to do in our busy life. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. In this crazy culture where everything's moving a thousand miles an hour, the news is just constantly sending out information, social media is constantly sending out information our family, our friends, things are happening million, million miles an hour. I don't want to go and wait for anything. I want to go to Hardee's, drive through, pick up my food. If there's more than three cars, I might lose my Christianity. I ain't got time to wait. We got to go. We got to get the chicken. I'm almost done so we can eat. And God says right here, be still and know that I am God. To find rest in Him you're going to have to find some time in your busy life to just be still and know that He is God so that He can speak to you, so that He can teach you, so that He can learn you something. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. We've heard this scripture over and over again. Probably got it tattooed. Probably got a t-shirt. Got it all over the place, just like John three sixteen. But do we really stop and read it and absorb the impact and the power of trusting the Lord with all your heart? It's so hard for us to do. As I'm trying to figure out how to pay this bill, and it's gone on for a year, and in all honesty, this situation, it's only gotten worse up until last month. Hey, we're going to put you in collections. Not going to tell you. You got to pay $1,400. We're not going to help you. We're not going to do this. Nobody's looked at it. We called and called and called. But through that whole situation, I said, God, I'm, I'm just going to trust you. It looks, it looks worse. It's in, it's in collections now. They're going to come repo the house. They're going to take the baby. They're, they're just going to take it all. We're, 
$1,400. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's so hard to do that. And lean not in your own understanding. In verse 6, hey, that's a great reminder. Um, thank you, Lord. Uh, if you ever call, that's actually the church phone. If you ever call the church phone number that's on the website, please, please, please leave a voicemail. Um, for whatever reason, and maybe we can figure this out as well. Sorry, my brain just switched on me real quick. Um, we don't have caller ID on there, so I don't even have a phone number. So even if you call, I don't have a phone number to call you back. So if you call the church line, please, please leave a voicemail in your phone number so we can call you back. If you need to get in touch with us, you can call that. We're up here once or twice a week. Also, you can go to our uh, Facebook page, Press Church uh, SC, I believe it is, and you can send us a message there. You can also go to our website and email us. That goes directly to me and Maddie. So if you need to get in touch with us, um, those are some avenues that you can do that. So, but please leave a voicemail. I went and cleaned the church Friday, and there was like four calls but no voicemail. So uh, thank you, Lord, for that reminder. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own and not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. That's how you can rest in the Lord. Trusting in him with all your heart. I know it's hard to do. When the situation is blasting you outside of everything else, those people are attacking you, the bills are yelling at you, the boss is saying this, the spouse is fighting. When all those things are happening, trust in the Lord with all your heart. and Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. I love the definition of rest. The very last one was to keep quiet of calm and patient expectation. Patient expectation. This is the last way that you can rest. Mark eleven twenty two. So simple. But sometimes so hard for us to walk through in our day-to-day -day life. Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. And sometimes that's the hardest thing for us to do as we're walking this faith journey is to trust the Lord with all our heart, to be still and know that He is God, but to have a patient expectation that good is going to come. I had $1,400 that I was staring at. I said, well, maybe they'll take some money off. Maybe they'll knock 100 bucks off. Maybe they'll do this or that. Trust in God. Oh, hey, we threw it in collections. Okay, cool. God, we need to talk because that, that got worse, not better. And then we called again and they said, 80% off. 200 bucks is all you owe us. The journey of going on that, the highs and lows of like, oh wow, it's a lot of money. Oh wow, it got worse. Oh, thank you God. I trusted you the whole time. I knew you were going to show up. I knew it. I knew you were going to do that. Have faith in God. A patient expectation. You know what? I'm believing God to do this in my life. It hasn't shown up yet. I'm going to keep believing the Word of God over my situation. Oh, it still hasn't shown up yet. Oh, it's getting, getting tougher, getting, getting a little worse right now, God. But I'm just going to keep gritting my teeth and having faith in God. I'm going to keep resting in you. I'm going to keep drawing near to you. I'm going to keep learning from you. I'm going to keep coming to you, Father, over and over again. Because I know the power of what you have and what you are. And your Word will not return void. I'm going to stand on your word. I'm going to stand on your word. I'm going to stand. Even if it gets worse, I'm going to have faith in God and I'm going to rest in you. The importance of rest in your life is so vital. Worrying's not going to fix it anyway. It's just going to make you worse. It's going to make you more tired. It's going to make you more stressed. It's going to make you more weak. Have faith in God today. Assume the position 
of your big brother. Sit back in that easy boy chair of faith, prop up the footrest, and realize that it's going to be okay. He's going to show up. Amen? Let's stand up as we get ready to go. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word not returning void. We thank you that your word has been sent out into our lives and into our soul, and it will bear fruit in our lives in Jesus' name. We will see fruit in our lives. Father, we choose today to rest in you. Jesus, we see how you're rested. We see your position in heaven right now is maxing and relaxing. And Father, here on this earth as we go through life, we know it rains on the just and unjust, but Father, we choose today to max and relax just like you. We choose to rest in you. We choose to draw near to you, to get closer to you, to lean into you and enjoy you today. Father, I thank you that everyone here has the mind of Christ. I thank you that their body is the temple of the Most High God. Father, I thank you that by Jesus' stripes, they are already healed. Father, I thank you right now where they are, they are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. They are blessed in the city and blessed in the field. They are blessed where they are right now, and they're blessed in the future that you're bringing them into. The scripture says that everything they put their hands to must prosper because they are your sons and daughters and the favor of God surrounds them. Father, I thank you that everyone here, like your scripture says, we are the salt and light of the earth. We are a city set on a hill that refuses to be hidden in Williston. We refuse to be hidden in our job, in our families, and everywhere we go, we will be the shining light that you've called us to be. We will go out and pray and speak to people. Father, I ask you just to help these people today. You know where they're at. You know what's going on in their lives. To give them rest in their lives and in their situations. Father, bless your people, protect your people, cause them to prosper in everything they do. Bring them back safely next Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for being here. We love y'all. Thank y'all. So great to see y'all. We'll see y'all next Sunday. Take care. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.